0: Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. I have been loving having guests in the pod this year so far because of the kinds of conversations that happen when like frequency energies come together to co-create and co-conspire a podcast episode. And this episode is no exception of that magical connection. Today's guest on the pod is Katie Jones of Womanifester. I hope I keep saying that right. It's woman-ifester, like manifester, but she's all about the divine feminine, so it's woman-ifester. Her and I go deep into all things related to shadow work and how it compares to light work, the power of sisterhood and all of the traumas and wounds that we have endured that have prevented us from manifesting great relationships with other women, the sister wound the witch wound, why we feel like we need to compete with other women, the power of women's circles and what it actually means to sin, like in the Christian sense, and how to get even more in alignment with your spiritual connection to God, the universe, source, or whatever it is that you believe in, plus so much more. I absolutely love this episode and Katie is such a gem of wisdom. I've been ready to go deeper into the more esoteric side of manifesting this year, and the guests that I've been having and interviewing lately are ready as well, and Katie is no exception. If you don't know who Katie is, Katie J is a manifestation coach, meditation guide, and women's circle facilitator with a dream to change the world through the women's empowerment movement. She started Manifestation Circles to share the power of leveraging community manifestation and to help heal the collective sister wound, preventing women from changing the world together. Katie's purpose is to empower women everywhere to manifest their best life, regardless of where they came from. This is a powerful shifting conversation that we have together that I know will unlock something inside of you that's been wanting more. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. I have a very special guest today that I'm so excited to introduce to you because this is someone who I came across because Of the Manifestation Babe Academy. And ever since then, I've been following Katie, and she has some incredible content all around manifesting and spirituality and all the incredible things that we are all about. Katie, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your beautiful energy with us. We are so excited to learn from you. How are you today?
1: I am wonderful, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
0: Yay, I am stoked. Can you, Katie, please share just a little bit about? Who you are, what you do, and how you help people, specifically women, because I know your brand is called Woman Faster.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I am a spiritual life coach, manifestation coach. I also do guided meditations and I facilitate online and in person women's circles. So I primarily help spiritual women to step into their power and manifest with grace and ease. That is the signature part of what I teach is manifesting with grace and ease, dropping the struggle, dropping the hustle.
0: Okay. Speaking of grace and ease, what does that mean to you? What does that look like to you to be able to manifest without grace and ease? And maybe you offer like an example of what it means to manifest without grace and ease.
1: Absolutely. So manifesting without grace and ease feels like hard work. Mm. (laughs) It feels like struggle. It feels like hustle and grind. And that's more of, you can definitely make things happen in your life that way, but that's more of a masculine way of going about the manifestation process. And honestly, that's where I was in manifesting for years until I took your course and started learning from other spiritual mentors and how to just slip into what I call slipping into the flow of the abundant flow of the universe.
0: Oh, slipping into the flow. I love that. Okay. Before we dive deeper, can you just share a little bit about your manifestation story? Like, Is this something that's always been a part of your life or is this something that you stumbled across similar to me, for instance, where Someone handed you a book or someone handed you a movie and you're like, oh my God, you either think, holy shit, like this is incredible. Or you think, duh, this feels so familiar. What was your experience with manifesting? Like, how did you discover it?
1: Yes. So I grew up in a very religious home. My grandfather was a Southern Baptist pastor and I grew up in Texas going to church every single week, singing in the choir. And with that came a lot of rules but and we can dive into that later if you want to but w- along with that came a process for speaking with communicating with and interacting with spirit we didn't call it that we called we called it jesus or god at the time but now i would say god universe, spirit, you know, I kind of use those interchangeably, angels, ancestors, etc. So when I was in high school, I had really, I was super ambitious, like straight A student. I was class president. I was cheer captain. I was, you know, a part of it all. And I really wanted to get into a a good school. That was my main goal as a 16, 17 year old was getting into a good university. And so I did my research. I knew I wanted to one day run my own business. I knew I wanted to study business, or I thought I did. And I really wanted to get into the University of Virginia, which being in Texas, the out-of-state acceptance rate is maybe 3%. So I knew it was going to be really, really hard. Um, but I was like, I can do this. And my a good friend of mine introduced me to The Secret. And I was like, great, I can apply these principles with what I already practice in my own religious practices. And I can get myself into the school by manifesting. I didn't really call it manifesting, but I, and I actually, when I watched the secret, all I understood about it was that I was supposed to surround myself with what it was I desired. That's all I got from it. So yeah. So all I did did was make
0: that mean, like, how did you do that? Like, what is the tangible result of you? Like implementing that principle?
1: Totally. So I went all out on this one, (laughs) Catherine. I, the school is known for its iconic library, which is built by Thomas Jefferson. looks a lot like the Jefferson Memorial in DC and it's called the rotunda. So it's, I took that picture and put it as the background of my phone. I bought UVA gear. This is when I was in a sophomore in high school. So several years until I was going to go to college, but I bought UVA t-shirts. I, um, got mugs. I actually put affirmations all over my rooms, all over my room that said, um, I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. And I just, I ended up actually manifesting a boyfriend who had connections at UVA at the time. I mean, it was wild. Wow. Yeah, How convenient exactly. And So yeah, I actually like surrounded myself with images and affirmations. And when I submitted my application, I created a whole binder that, so I had visited the school twice before I even applied. And I made this binder with all my application materials and on the front was a picture or what rather was the front of a brochure. And it was a UVA brochure and it had students like walking around campus and stuff. And I, Took pictures of my face, cut it out, and put it on the faces of the people on the brochure, and that was the cover photo for my um, my portfolio that I sent as my application. So I went all out.
0: Sent that in. You sent in that photo. No way. I don't even think I've ever went all out with something like. You're kind of inspiring me. I'm like, wait a second. What if I went all out in that (laughs) way? Like, what else could I manifest? That is freaking incredible. So. You obviously got into the school, I'm guessing.
1: hmm Yes, I got in and had a wonderful four years and I totally forgot about manifesting during that time. I literally just do we forgot have about the it. Same
0: story. I swear to God, we have sophomore year of high school is when I discovered the secret. I was trying to use it to manifest uh, medical school. So like I just I, I basically applied it for college and then I was trying to do it for medical school, but energy doesn't lie if you don't want something truly in your heart no matter how hard you try to manifest it's just not going to work out so but in college like i forgot about manifesting the only thing i remembered about it was how to apply it to travel but when it came to like good grades and money and all these things and relationships it just flew out the door i don't know why but it it makes me feel better that it happened to you too
1: Yes, absolutely. It does happen because I think once you have, you know, that one goal and you're like, great, I did it. And now I'm here and I get to enjoy it. And I felt like maybe I was just enjoying it to the point where, you know, I ended up um, getting really lost in my journey, mm-hmm. like really lost. I mean, I, I had fallen. I don't want to say fallen. I, Stopped practicing my religion because of some things that I learned, um, as, you know, as you're continuing to learn and grow as an, into adulthood, you're like, wait a second, this does not seem right to me at all. So I wasn't, I was no longer involved in my religion and just was spiritually lost for a number of years, um, until I took yoga teacher training. And that's when I had my first spiritual awakening, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah if you're comfortable, can you just dive a little bit into, cause I have like, um, so my ex boyfriend, I, I didn't grow up religious. My mom like never really took me to church except for Easter. Like Easter is a big deal in um, like if we go technical, like I was baptized in the Russian Orthodox Church. Like I, I did that whole thing, but it wasn't like a daily practice. We didn't go to church every single Sunday. We only went to church on Easter, and like there were certain things where my grandma would make me repeat certain things and pray in certain ways. But it wasn't until I um actually got into a relationship. With my ex-boyfriend, who was deeply religious, and his family is deeply religious, and um, there's now that I look back, there's so many disconnects. Like they would they would follow the rules, but they wouldn't actually live the rules in their daily life. Now that I look back, but anyway, I was basically inspired to go to church with him, get a Bible, like I was doing the whole thing, and I was really trying to understand the Bible and live my life according to the Bible. And what manifested out of that was this fear of God where i went from you know as a child i always remember being spiritual and like having this connection with with this life force or this force that is supporting life and supporting all of us and then when i got into religion it manifested into me trying to figure out how to do everything in my power to not piss off god and that was like something i really struggled with because when i finally ended the relationship i thought i was sinning and i thought that i would be punished and i actually thought that my business was going to burn to the ground. I thought that someone is going to come out of the sky and zap me and like, that's going to be the end of it. And I'm curious, you know, cause I know that a lot of people who grew up with a religious background, they really struggle with manifesting because they're very stuck in this concept of like it's God's will and only God's will. And you can't have what you want because what you want isn't always what God wants for you. And there's just like, we can go deeper into that. And obviously you have more of an experience than I do. Um, I'm curious, can you share a little bit about your, um, your background and kind of those rules that you were talking about and, and how that manifested into where you are today?
1: Yes. So a lot of my, and I, I want to give a shout out to my parents because I feel like they did a really good job. It wasn't them. They, I think they did a good job of showing up in love it's the other people <laughs> that um, were in that, that were in the process of teaching me about the religion. So Sunday school teachers, pastors, that sort of thing. And what I ultimately found was that they, I, I, w- I would be taught something or told something and somewhere in my body, I would have this reaction that was, mm. that's not truth. Mm. That's not truth. That's not the God that you speak to every night. So that's another thing is that we were what I would describe as super religious. Like we would pray before every single meal. We would pray before bed. We would speak to God regularly, encouraged to write in our prayer journals. And so from a very early age, I was interacting with God. I was interacting with spirit and that was normal for me. And it wasn't until later on that I realized that was not normal for a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. So the process of, of growing up in the church was um, really hard for me because there were a lot of things I wanted to challenge, a lot of things I wanted to ask questions about, but I was just kind of told that this is the way that it is. There's one path, one way, there's one path, one way. But then you kind of, like you mentioned about your ex boyfriend's family, you kind of notice that people are saying that they're following something, but then they're not actually showing up in that energy or embodiment yeah. at all. And that's, as a young girl, I was like, this doesn't, something's not adding up.
0: Yeah, and it, and you could feel that it. was
1: very clear from an early age.
0: Yeah. It's, a, it's so interesting. You know how you mentioned like, uh, we would pray over our food. We would pray before bed. We would write in our journals. And as you were saying that, I was like, wait a second, I do all those things now. Right. But it's just like a, it's a different connection. It's a connection of love and gratitude and appreciation rather than an energy of like trying to appease this force that is supposedly going to create some sort of havoc in my life if I don't follow these specific rules. So it's just so interesting The different perspectives or the ways of looking at it. Um, I was on your story this morning. Um, I think it was on your story or highlight. I don't know. I went deep down the rabbit hole on your Instagram um, to gather some inspiration for our podcast. And you were talking about such an interesting topic. You were talking about um, your perspective of what it means to sin, and I didn't know that you come from a religious background, so it makes sense why you chose that topic. And it was something very inspirational for me, just the way that you described it. Can you go a little bit into that of what you shared in your story, um, so that people on the podcast can hear that too?
1: Absolutely. So even going back to to the question before, talking about like just the fear based teaching is so unhelpful and i remember being so terrified of sin as a little girl and to in in the way that it was described sin was almost like an act against god and there were all these different things that were labeled as sin like not blessing your food was a sin you know and and, and so growing up in that energy sometimes you end up Restricting your natural self, restricting who you truly are for fear of sin, fear of that, the repercussions of that. And what I have come to realize through my own studies of both, you know, the Spanish language, we were talking about how we both love Costa Rica, where, well, I learned Spanish in, you know, growing up in Texas from the very beginning, you learn Spanish. And so sin, S I N, seen in Spanish is. Without, so anytime you're ordering something in a restaurant, you know you've seen ketchup or whatever. Like, I don't want it with ketchup. And when that clicked for me, and I was like, Oh, it's not an act against God. It's just being without God, being without your true nature. And and I know that might might seem like a jump to some people, but when I think about, I mean, think about a child in your life of an innocent infant, right? They are so pure love, joy, and light, right? When you look at that infant, that is our natural state. That is how we came into this earth. It is the world, it's society that taught us to be something else. And so in my experience, what I have come to realize is that sin is being without your true nature and being without the love and the God within you, because that's another big realization that I had as I was exiting the Christian faith was that I am God. God is expressing himself in human form or in herself in human form. And that's what we are. And there's this facade of separation and that we have to earn our way to God. But the truth is that we already are.
0: Right. We already are God. I I totally agree with you. Like that was such a revelation for me as well is just understanding that like what is the true meaning of being a child of God? It means like we're literally extensions of God, of source, of energy, of universe. Just like you, I call it like a trillion different things. And every day when I pray, I go, God, angels, universe, energies of the highest good, blah, 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 blah source, whatever. And then I just kind of like list off what I'm praying about or what I'm asking for, what I'm commanding in my life. And so, you know, another word that comes up for me, um, and like just how you mentioned sin means without, I think it was Tony Robbins who I heard this, um, from for the first time. And he said something like the word desire, where does the word desire come from? And if you break it down, it's day sire of sire of father of God. And how all of our desires that we want in our life we feel so guilty about, um, especially when we're indoctrinated into this belief that it is bad to want things for ourselves and how that's selfish, right? And how the very nature of desire means it comes from God. And so if you have a desire in your life, it means that it literally came from, source, angels, universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, it got implanted into your heart, right? And it's for you to express that. And the reason why it wants to express itself through you is because there's a much bigger thing that's so much bigger than you that wants to play that out in its own individual expression and how we're just individual expressions of God. And this is like a big playing field where we are literally just playing out this game as Little gods, right? So it's just so cool to think about. And I think that that definition, when I learned it, like I know this is going to be so good for people to learn, like, what the very nature of the word sin is and how it just means without love, without God. And it just means, like, being out of sync with your own alignment uh, with your true nature. Because um, I know, like, when I learned desire, that for read me to where I can just unapologetically. Desire whatever the F I want because I know it's not coming from a selfish place. It's not coming from ego. Ego usually keeps you away from these things that make you happy (laughs) and fulfilled, right? It's just very afraid of those things when you have an honest desire for something bigger in your life that's coming from a very true, loving, um, infinite place. So I love that you mentioned that. I know that's going to be so, so good for people to hear. you talk about something that not many manifestation teachers address. And I know that it's been brought to light, especially since the most recent anti-racism movement where a lot of light workers were being called out on Instagram saying that they don't do enough shadow work and how it's not just love and light and there's darkness in this world and you can't just ignore it, which I totally agree with. And I know personally for me, like you know that's in the context of the collective unconscious but then there's the there's the personal unconscious right shadow work That a lot of people don't do. And I love that you talk about shadow work. And I know that I get this question a lot: like, Catherine, what is shadow work? How do you do it? You know, like I often have so many people that come to me that are so afraid of feeling a negative emotion or thinking a negative thought or doing shadow work because they think that they're gonna attract more things and create a bigger shadow when it's actually the opposite. Can you talk about that? I get really jazzed off this topic.
1: Yeah, me too. I love this topic so much because I ignored shadow work for a long time when I was still very much in the masculine form of manifesting. Because from a very early age, a lot of us are taught that we are not, that we shouldn't feel our emotions. You know, it's stop crying, there's no reason to be angry, those types of things, when they're told to children, they are integrated as truth because their subconscious minds are open. I learned that from you are wide open until they're seven years old. And so a lot of us have been taught not to feel the negative emotions. And then you learn about the law of attraction and it's like, okay, so I should always be happy all the time. Don't mm-hmm. feel the negative emotions. Something bad happens, just block it out and shift to something positive. Keep, stay positive. And there, I think that the issue with the only, one of the issues with the things that we learn on Instagram or that we see just like pop up like good vibes or you know high vibes and those types of things is that it lacks context. So the context of shadow work is that when there's some, some, something happens in our life or an emotion comes up or a thought comes up that doesn't feel good. That contrast is something that we need to look at because when you don't look at it, like we were taught to, and you shove it away, you kind of just push it to the side. It's still in your energy field and it's going to continue to attract similar vibrations. So you're better off pulling it up, looking at it. What is actually going on here? Where do I feel it in my body? What is the source of this? What does it want to tell me? What's the message here? And then I can look at it and say, wait a second, this is not truth. This is my, what my grandma would always say, or this is, you know, something that a wound that I acquired from my brother teasing me growing up, but it's not who I am really and that's what shadow work is is the process of looking at it shining light on it it's not this and it, 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 it it's very daunting right the sh- shadow work <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but really it's the process of shining light in the dark places that's what mm-hmm. it is
0: can you just like quickly define, because I know people are going to be like, what, what, what shadow, what is a shadow? What are you talking about? Right? Like uh, we, we have a custom, we become accustomed to be like, oh, I know what light is, but what is the shadow thing and where does the shadow come from and how is it created? Um, can you just give a little bit of like a definition to it?
1: Absolutely. I like to think of the shadow. I mean, if you think of it just literally, right? What, when you're standing outside on a sunny day, what causes a shadow? your human body, right? It's the the physical part of you. And therefore it's, it's a, it's a collection of your human experience and all of the things that taught you that you are not love, that you were not God, that you are not infinite power and creation living and pulsing in you. So it's all of the things that don't feel good, that feel out of alignment. The, um, Everything from childhood traumas to um, sister wounds, like relationships ending really poorly, feeling out of sync with love and light and your true nature and so it's it's kind of a combination of everything that doesn't feel good, really. Right. Yeah, and and slide under the rug that we just exactly <laughs> yeah. sweep under the rug and we're like I don't want to look at my relationship with my father. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, address the real reason why we actually broke up. I don't want to, you know, and you just keep sweeping it under the rug instead of bringing it to light, talking about it and healing it.
0: Yeah, and guys, just so you know, like if you sweep it under the rug, it's still in your home and your home's still dirty and you got to clean it at some point. And for some people, they are literally sitting on a bed of like trash and you know it's like limiting beliefs a lot of people think that if they don't if they just don't worry about their limiting beliefs they're going to go away and then they can't understand why they keep manifesting in their life it's because you're not looking at it you're not just admitting to yourself that there are parts of you that are not integrated that you're afraid of that feel low vibe you have things in there that are traumatizing and though the process of shadow work I'll admit is is hard. It's very hard. It can be very daunting, but the reward on the other side. And I think that that's like my motivator for doing shadow work is I do, I do it for the reward. And people ask me like, Catherine, why do you work with plant medicine? I do it for the reward. It is not for the process. The process does not, is not fun at all, but the reward on the other side, when you feel free, when you feel like all of these energies have lifted, oh my God, It is incredible. It's like shadow work is removing this cloud around you that is just tainting your vibrational field. And as you mentioned, you know, we're all already love. Like we are all already high vibrational beings. And we just have this cloud of energy that we need to release. And we do that through something called shadow work. Can you just give like an example of what shadow work might look like? Like, is there like a quick step-by-step process or like if if someone has, is literally hearing about this for the first time and they're like, how do I do shadow work? Like, what does that look like um, from your experience?
1: Yeah. So I'm really glad that you brought up limiting beliefs because that is what I'm mostly working with with my clients is doing shadow work around the limiting beliefs and the stories that are preventing them from manifesting what they want. And the, the, the process that we usually go through is, you know, we identify the limiting belief or we identify some sort of stuck energy that they're experiencing in their life. And, My first question to them is always, where do you feel that in your body? And that tells you so much information right there, especially if you're familiar with the chakra system. And they'll say, you know, I feel it in my lower belly. I feel it in my throat. I feel it in my heart. And so then we kind of, that, you know, obviously reveals some things about what's going on. But then we we talk to that feeling and we ask it, what do you want to say to me? what does this fear want to say? What is the message that it's trying to bring through to you? And you listen. And, in, and sometimes we do it in the context of inner child healing, depending on the source of, of you know what we've kind of talked about in the coaching or the container that we're in. Um, and if it's an inner child child healing, then I ask them to kind of imagine their younger self, that their younger self is speaking to them and saying these things. So we we listen to what they have to say but then it's also if it's a you know, if it's a child, what would you say back to that child? What is the the reparenting that you have to do with yourself to move through this and and like you said, to the other side where it's this juicy goodness of oh. This doesn't have to hold relief. It's
0: so much relief.
1: Yes. It doesn't have to hold me back anymore.
0: Yeah. Like this heaviness that we carry with us, we, we, we think it gives us something when it does on so many levels, it gives more to the ego though. That's what most people don't understand. It's like this, um, gives them certainty, gives them significance. It gives them, um, some like a reason for why they're not fully expressing themselves. But like, if you can just understand that the reward on the other side is so much bigger than anything this could ever give you. It's like the one... Just try it once, you guys. Just try it one time. You'll become addicted to doing shadow work because you're going to be like, whoa, let's do that shit again. And then you're not (laughs) going to be afraid of going even deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, It is really, really good stuff. I'm glad you're talking about it. I know there's not enough people talking about it. And I just think it has nothing to do with like people being ignorant of it. I think that as you mentioned, you scroll on Instagram, you know, Instagram is such a limiting platform in the sense that like all of social media is very limiting. You know, even podcasts are very limiting because you can't express everything you could possibly want on a topic in like an hour long podcast or a, I don't know how many characters fit in an Instagram caption. I always go above and beyond. So for me, it's limitless. I just keep pacing on the comments, but like, it's so hard. And I think that, this is like messing up a lot of people too in terms of like putting their mentors on pedestals where they don't understand that you are just seeing like 0.00001% of all the content or you're seeing 0.0001% of that person and what they have to say. And that's why I encourage people to go into programs like with people like Katie or something like the Manifestation Babe Academy because you get to learn all this stuff on a much deeper level because one Instagram quote or one Instagram captioning it's not going to explain the depth of shadow work, right? It's really awesome to have these quotes to inspire us, but you have to understand that they're only showing just a tiny percentage of how deep this can really go. So really good stuff. Um, I want to talk about a topic that you're passionate about and a topic that I have done some work with in 2020 so far which is all about the sisterhood wound or the struggle that a lot of women have in developing genuine connections with each other. Um, can you just dive into that? And then if we need to, I can share a little bit of why this has been so revolutionary for me, but I just want to hear um, from your perspective, why you are so passionate about this topic and what can you share about it?
1: Absolutely. And I would love to to hear more about your experience with it too, because I remember from MBA, you talking about bullying a lot and, or being bullied in um, middle school and how rough that was. And I remember witnessing bullying and like, I just resonated so much with that story. So I would love to know more about your experience with healing the sister wound, but uh-huh. For me, I grew up with two brothers, so I never had biological sisters. And I've always, in, you know, I guess in the fourth grade, the summer after fourth grade, summer before fourth grade, we moved from Houston to Austin. And so I grew up in Austin, but had to leave a group of my first set of girlfriends and completely start from scratch. And fortunately, that process was really easy. But, you know, even as I was stepping into adulthood, i that's when I was starting to have really a hard time with other women feeling, especially in college, feeling so much competition at this really competitive school that I got myself into <laughs> and just constantly feeling like they were the competition. They were the, I mean, enemy feels feels a little dramatic, but I think in some cases, some women do feel that. And I didn't even have a name for it until I interviewed a woman named Aisha Ophelia from the Girlfriend Manifesto. She has her own women's circles. And I interviewed her for my podcast earlier this year. And she mentioned the sister wound. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is what so many of us are dealing with especially in the online space uh, yeah. where it feels so small. I mean, two years ago, I was just getting started with wanting to be a manifestation coach and found you. And I was like, well, am I going to be competing with her, you know, and like working through all of that and, and in getting sucked into that comparison paradigm that we are told is how our reality is. And I realized that, you know, just a just at the end of last year, that that was something holding me back in my business. That comparisonitis that, yeah. that we so often do. I
0: totally relate, and I can share a little bit of like how that manifested for me. But keep going.
1: Yeah, I would love to know that cuz it's it's something that um as I started talking about it more and more on Instagram, people were like, "Yeah, I feel like the my my market's oversaturated or um I can't do what I want to do because it's already been done before." And it's like yeah. we all hear stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the stories exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's what it really boils down to is like you and I can both teach about manifestation, and we're gonna come about it from a completely different place. We're gonna attract completely different clients, and our brand is gonna be entirely different. And we each have our little sliver of the market where we are here on this earth to serve. And so many women are holding themselves back because they think that they can't compete with what's out there when really there's no such thing as competing.
0: We give our power away to other women when it, it just, it, it creates a void within them. It creates a void within us. And then we are just essentially looking for someone else to compete with, which actually means stealing their power away because someone stole our power, power away. And it's not like they're actually stealing our power away. It's that we're giving our power away. And so then we're like, Ooh, I need a take. So I need to like watch her like a hawk and make sure that like, we're not talking about the same thing. And it's like so much energy wasted. It's ridiculous. And, um, you know, you brought up bullying, which for me, like for some reason, my mind didn't even go there, but I'm like, yes, like I grew up as an only child. I didn't have any siblings. So like what I learned about relationships and friendships was through school. Right. So I didn't have like any connections to model in my, in my family. And, um, For me, like when I started with Manifestation Babe, like I was inspired by other manifestation coaches. And because I was teaching manifestation in the context of my Beachbody business, so I was already doing this like literally since I was 16 years old. But I just didn't know that you could do it by itself. Like that didn't compute for me. And so when I discovered a couple of um, other manifestation coaches, I think there's like a bunch of them that I just that my friend sent to me on Facebook. And she was like, she's actually my one of my best friends today slash mentors back then because she's the one who got me into Beachbody. And she was like, Catherine, like these girls are so similar to everything you're talking about. Like you should check them out for inspiration. I was like, oh yeah, cool. And then I was like, oh, what part of what are they in Beachbody too? Like what MLM are they in? And I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, wait a second, they have their own business. Like they're selling courses, they're doing coaching. Like, wait a second, this world exists, right? So that was a huge inspirational move for me to branch out. And when I did branch out, you know, we are always manifesting and reflecting back to us the the wounds that we have. Right. And so what I reflected back to myself is that um, there were some manifestation teachers who ended up getting incredibly, um, I, I want to say, like, I'm just going to use the word triggered by me being in the, in the industry or by me, like, growing my business. And I remember having, um, like literally getting DMs, like threatening DMs. And, and I remember people like coming at me and being like, you're copying this person or you're copying that person, or you're ripping off that person. Like people I haven't even heard of. And I'm like, I've literally never heard of that person. So it's like kind of weird that you're saying I'm like copying them because I've literally never heard of them. And some people I have, and even like my own, um, direct inspirations at the time, like even them just seeing how that was all manifesting. And I had to do a lot of this healing really quickly because I was feeling this um, wound through them and a wound through myself. And I really struggled with like, am I copying them? Are we competing with one another? Like what's going on here? And for the, it took me years. But what I ended up doing is I ended up unfollowing every single person in our industry, just so I can come back to myself and really find my own true like voice and my own true insights and my own true teachings and after about a year of doing this i was then able to come back with a completely different mindset and perspective having had done a lot of my own healing work where i can now i encourage my students to become manifestation teachers i encourage my students to become manifestation teachers because i realize that this is not a competition and even like you said you know we all speak to different people i've also found that like me, I have many mentors that are in the same industry and who says that we can't coach the same people as well, right? We're going to have a lot of crossover and that's completely fine. And that doesn't mean that this person got sick of you and decided to come to me or got sick of me and decided to come to you. It doesn't work that way. First and foremost, it just means that as our vibrational frequency shifts, their vibrational frequency shifts and they're attracted to different people, and how we all are meant to serve our people. And who is anyone out there to say that you can't do what we are doing? And so I love that you're talking about this because that was like my struggle for the longest time. It really held me back, Katie. Like, I remember. Wanting to quit because I'm like, Am I stealing content? Am I copying people? Am I not original? Am I? And time and time again, I would go to like energy workers and psychics for like the wrong reasons, being like, Am I following my life purpose? Can you tell me? And they're like, Yes, Catherine, this is what you came here to do. Do not let anyone stop you. Just keep going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, even On that same vein, I felt like for the longest time within my own business, I was like, okay, well, instead of instead of doing what I do do now, which is tune in to my own inner guidance and wisdom, I was in a place of because I was in that like you know damaged or I don't want to say damaged, but I had the sister wound hard. I was like trying to do everything the way everyone else was doing it too and not honoring what my business, what my ideal clients, what I needed and realizing that, Hey, like you can, you don't have to show up the same way that they do because that's not honoring your truth. That was really, really empowering for me. And I've since randomly started attracting clients who want to start or grow their own coaching business. And so I see the same thing reflecting in them too. And I'm like, okay, great. Perfect. We can work through this.
0: (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Um, I love this, this topic. Can you share just a little bit about like how, okay. So let's say that there's women listening right now and they're like, oh my God, I have that. Like I find myself constantly comparing myself feeling like I need to compete. Um, and you know, I don't know how to control it. Like, I don't know what to do about it. Is there like a, when you help women that you help in your coaching business, like, is there like a process you take them through? Is there like a place that we can start to start uncovering this wound, which by the way, you guys is part of shadow work, just so you know, (laughs) is there something like, what do you have like a process for this or somewhere where you start?
1: Yeah, so I like to start with my manifestation circles, which are online women's circles. And what's funny is that I use that language when I'm selling the course and getting people in. And then once they're actually in the container, it's so the magic is just in the intention <laughs> yeah. they they start to cuz within the container there's there's training videos there's weekly support calls but then there's also rotating accountability sisters so they're checking in with the other women in this circle weekly on a rotating basis and i when we gather in the group circles i end up hearing about these calls cuz i'm not in on those calls and it's amazing how they are bringing out the light within each other and they are being, what do you even call it? Maybe even translators or message carriers for one another. And so I'll end up pairing them, but the magic happens with how they show up in the container and they end up realizing, wow, when I talk about my goals and dreams with other women, they're not going to cut me down at least not in this container, they're going to actually build me up and they're going to actually connect me with other people who can help me get there. And they're going to give me insights and resources and guidance and support that I need to get to where I want to be. Wow. Women are not the competition. They're actually meant to be my collaborators and co-creators.
0: Yeah. yeah Cause women at their core are Love they're encouragers, they're nurturers, like women at their core, without fear, without doubt, without their own wounds, like they you know and even like if they have wounds, like part of healing the wound is going back to your core self, and I find that it's the same thing like I find that yeah when you when you come into these circles when you are in, when you come with other women who really Want to have these relationships, these genuine connections, these genuine relationships, they are nothing but encouraging, like the biggest cheerleaders. And I love that you host these women's circles because they're what they are and how I see it is evidence builders. Because if you get enough evidence, like if you get like 10 friends who are like, whoo, get it, like celebrating with you, you're like, wait a second. Even like one, if you have one, you're like, wait, there must be two. If you have two, you're like, wait a second, there must be three. If you have three, you're like, wait a second, there has to be more of us. Um, I noticed this in my own retreats. It's really funny because these women don't know each other. And I require them, I don't even make it an option that you could have your own room at my retreats. I make it a requirement that you have the room with someone. And I don't pre pick, they don't pre pick. And if friends come, I encourage them to separate because what I find is that first and foremost, you said, you know, the intention doesn't work. And so I set this intention that the women who are meant to, first of all, the, the group that's meant to come together is going to be the group that comes together. First and foremost. Second, secondly, the women that are meant to room together are going to room together. And it is crazy. Like they literally are like, Oh, you know, even like, let's say when half the retreat shows up, cause everyone kind of staggers depending on flights on the first day. Um, you know, the second half, like most of the rooms are already taken. So they kind of like have to find a room to put their stuff in and they don't even know who's in that room. And so it's beautiful. It's like, they don't even look at each other sometimes when they choose the rooms and choose to be roommates. And it's crazy because every single time, They are literally messengers for each other. They are healers for one another. They have a connection that like you cannot make it up, Katie, like the connections that they have where um, just a small example, like our last retreat, I had an artist partner up with a makeup artist and they had that in common. So that's where they started that connection. But then the connection went so much deeper where they're like, oh my God, this is like medicine for my soul. Like you have a message for me that you gave me this week that changed my life. And I have uh, the women by the end of the week, they're like, Catherine, you know, we came for you. We came for your content. We came for your teachings, but really what we got out of it is like each other, right? Like you're cool, but we're like, this is this, we see why you do this. Like, this is really about the community. This is really about each other. And it's also funny how on the first day they are more quiet around each other. And I laugh, like when there's like, a, when I break the ice, I'm kind of like, guys, just wait until the end of the week. I will not be able to stop you guys from talking. Like I have to literally shut you up just to get a word in. Um, Cause I do like these workshops and my retreats in the beginning, everyone's quiet. Everyone's like, okay, yes. Everyone's quietly journaling. And then it's like, shh. Come on, we'll talk later. Because they just the the feminine has been unleashed within them, and when the feminine is unleashed, it can't help but connect. It can't help but nurture. You know, the sister wound really relates to something called the witch wound, which I got a book recently, and this is where this like excitement about this topic is coming from because I noticed within myself that not only did I have a, a hard time trusting women my entire life for some reason. Um, but also like there's been fear that if I were to really express myself and share my my alternative healing knowledge, right? This manifestation that you can heal yourself, you can create whatever reality that you want, that somehow I'm gonna get killed for it or I'm gonna get hurt by it or something bad is going to happen to me. And and then another thing I I noticed is that Sometimes I'll take a course and I'll be really in it and I'll be like, "Oh my god, this is literally like I'm remembering it from a past life." And then a week goes by and I unconsciously forget everything I learned. It's like almost as if I didn't take the course. And I remember really struggling with that and being like, "What is happening to my brain? Like why is it forgetting things? Why should I even forget these things? These are these things are already within me, but I'm like unconsciously blocking it." And I realize after reading this book is that a lot of women who were Quote unquote witches in past lives. You know, in medieval Europe, there's a whole, like, they call it gender side, where a lot of women were getting killed. And the reason why the sister wound pertains to this is because women wore guaranteed protection by outing other women. So if you can say, actually, I know three witches over there in that house, they would say, okay, cool, we're not gonna kill you. Thanks for letting us know. Or they're gonna threaten you and be like, we 're going to kill you unless you can tell us which of your friends are witches, and so it just created this like conf- this conflict with women where women just couldn't trust each other anymore and if you guys are familiar with epigenetics, like traumas get passed down and in are in, in, through our DNA for generations upon generations upon generations and yes, it's been many generations since the witch trials, but if you think about it, if you're holding on to a limiting belief in this lifetime, even if it doesn't manifest physically, that belief itself will still get carried down. And it'll get whatever beliefs you have will get carried down in the next, um, they say, like between seven to 12 or 13 generations. And so if you think about it, like, holy crap, first of all, that gives you so much responsibility in a good way of like, I need to do my work because I don't want to pass this down. Right. And so um, anything else you want to share about this?
1: Yeah, I absolutely love this topic because I am a part of a coven. This is our coven tattoo. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> it's a, the group of women who I did yoga teacher training with. We just, I mean, we, the universe brought us together in such a beautiful way through that training. And yeah. we are, that's, that we are still a sisterhood, like planning on co-creating together at the end of this year. but. I mean it has taken me 5 years cuz I took that training in the fall of 2015 5 years to fully identify as a witch because it's so wow. freaking scary right yeah, it it's is. in it's in our energy field that it's not safe to identify like that and that yeah you might you might get killed and yeah, it's definitely been something that I've seen hold back a lot of lightworkers out there. A lot of healers, a lot of yogis, a lot of coaches and mentors feel that fear, especially when they come from a religious family or a family that's unsupportive because being kicked out of that family unit is like at the base of our survival mechanism, It terrifies us you know it feels like if they don't accept me then i'm going to be lost and completely in exile and that threatens my survival and so from a very basic survival standpoint we have been pushing away our natural abilities to heal to nurture to support and to honor the feminine and your the book that you're referencing the pages that you shared on your story i was reading them and you know it's it brings up a sticky topic because a lot of people are realizing how fucked up this world has become because of the patriarchy. And it's not to, there's a huge misconception that feminism means like down with men. And that is not the case by any means. We need a balance of both the masculine structure yeah. and the feminine flow.
0: Yes. Yes. Because too much in any direction is not a good thing. It's going to create an imbalance. Someone's going to be left out and someone's going to feel powerless in any society. If we go too far into the feminine or too far into the masculine, it's no good. <laughs> like right. we, need, we need that balance. Um, I love that you're in a coven. Um, I, I love, uh, oh my God, that tattoo is amazing. <laughs> For women who are looking for sisterhood, you know, for women who are feeling isolated and lonely. And perhaps even like through this COVID era, are feeling even more isolated because they can only, you know, they they're not having that physical contact. They feel like they are struggling to find um, other women online. Which is funny because I found all my women online. So I guess that's just a belief that people hold. You know, is it joining a women's circle? Like, where can women start to find other women who are supportive and and have that? Connection and that community in their life.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you can, I would imagine, and I know that there are definitely places that are maybe on the more conservative side and wouldn't necessarily call them a women's circle, Um, but there are women gathering in their homes all over the place. And that's my intention with the online women's circles is that women start to get more and more comfortable holding space for themselves and holding space for others Mm -hmm. so that they can go out into their community and host these for whatever reason. It can be just to bring people together for a potluck. It can be... Um, around a new moon or a full moon. And the beautiful part about these is that it can be socially distant. You can be socially distant while you do it outside in a park or something. Um, But I mean, my online women's circles are something that I'm going to continue to do and continue to hold space for because I'm seeing this ripple effect in the lives of the women, in their families, in the book clubs, and circles that they're starting. So if there's not a women's circle near you now, know that maybe you can start one. And if not, then I'm hosting them online and I would love, love, love to connect with you.
0: Yes, we'll put all that information um, related to your, uh, to your women's circle in the show notes. So um, we'll get that link so you guys can join if you are especially feeling lonely right now and like you need a sisterhood. Um, I, you know, you mentioned like holding space like for themselves and for others. I find it so fascinating how many breakthroughs come from just the space of someone holding space for me or me holding space for other people. And it's like, you know, there's value in masterminds, there's value in coaching programs, there's value in courses, but there's also that divine feminine intelligence that just tells you what's up and tells you how to heal it that comes through from that space. And what I mean by that is like, I have a sisterhood with five, six of us, yeah, five other women. And we do like these quarterly trips. Um, you know, we just got back from Sedona. Before then, we were in Malibu. And then before then, we were at Rhythmia. Um, and so we do like these trips. And people, a lot of people think these are business masterminds. And it's so funny because people always DM us, being like, can I please join? I have a seven figure real estate business. They're like trying to pitch themselves. And we're like, literally, we do not talk about business we don't talk about we literally have we're just talking about spirituality we're talking about what it means to be a woman we're talking about healing we're talking about we're just holding space for each other and every time i leave these trips i feel like my cup is so full even though there was no like guided coaching there was no like prompts there was no um like there's no mastermind i didn't come home with any like it's not like we Helped each other with our businesses. There, we literally just created space to talk about anything, and we just supported one another. And and we we'll, and we just allowed each other to be. And every time I come home, I have more business ideas than ever before. I feel more inspired than ever before. I feel like I know exactly what I need to do when I get home. I know exactly how to heal this relationship or heal that relationship. What my new um, mantras should be. What my new uh, like. Uh, morning ritual should be. Like, I just feel so connected and it just comes from that space and it's yes. so wild.
1: That is the power of collective manifestation. When there's uh-huh. that container of women showing up just to be with one another and to love on one another. And it not, it doesn't, I mean, it can be in the context of a mastermind, but it doesn't have to be yeah. just the container of being able to hold space. And, you know, people have been holding space for Years. Maybe someone listening right now, you're like, wait, I'm the person that people always come to vent to. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. are probably naturally skilled at holding space. Yeah. And it's such a powerful, it's such a powerful way for women to change the world together because it's, you, you didn't even have to talk about business. And because you were in the vibration of love and support and everything that we want to feel all good feelings, the ideas come.
0: Yeah they, I'm telling you, it's like this divine, I'm calling it from now on divine feminine intelligence. (laughs) That's what it is. It's so powerful. Well, Katie, I know we can talk for hours about this topic, but I want people to go and experience it for themselves. So can you just share where on the interwebs can people find you? Can people work with you? And then if you just have like a quick link that you can list off for your inner, for your women's circle, and if not, um, you can just hand it to me and we'll put it in the show notes. But either way, where where can people find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am predominantly on Instagram. That's where I hang out most of the time. It and is my handle good is...
0: content, you guys. So oh, thank you.
1: Thank you, Catherine. Yeah. My Instagram is at womanifester. So that's W-O-M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-E-R. So it's like woman and Manifestor put together. Um, it's like my version of Manifestation <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, and on the internet, you can also find me at com. And specifically, if you're looking for the circles, you would just add a forward slash circle.
0: Easy. Super yes. easy. Amazing. Katie, thank you so much for coming on here And for having this beautiful conversation with me and for holding space for each other. I just wanna tell you that, like, throughout this episode, just you, like, you can just tell that you are a space holder, that you are totally in your purpose and in your divine feminine in your circles. Because as we were doing this episode, I was just processing so much. Like, I don't normally talk this much when I'm interviewing, and I couldn't just help myself. I was processing so much. I had so many realizations, so many downloads so many incredible things that came out of this conversation. So thank you from me and for anyone who is listening. If you guys resonated with anything that Katie mentioned in this episode, please take a screenshot right now and tag us on Instagram and let us know what your biggest takeaway or aha moment or breakthrough was and tag your girlfriends and start your own women's circle through this podcast episode and inspire them to listen to this. And perhaps if you need to give a reason for why you want to be in a woman's circle or why you want to invite other people into a woman's circle, tag them, screenshot this episode, tag them in that episode and share it with them and have them listen to this. And I can promise you that magic is going to happen. Thank you, Katie. So freaking much. I appreciate you, you. Catherine. I
1: appreciate you and everything that you've done. All of your work is made. Thank you for showing me what's possible as a coach. Mm. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, that means so much to me. All right, you guys love you so much. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.